A lot of people in our generation are struggling in terms of making bold and wise decisions. Either they're very passive, anxious or undecisive. We want to learn the series Move to Making Bold and Godly and Strong and Wise Decisions. Hello, you doing good? I like this building, you know, it's a lot of history in this building. For me, we have started ICF Zurich in this building many, many years ago, about almost 22 years ago. And I had my office here in the corner, and uh, I thought I will never be in this building again. But sometimes you think, but God's ways are different, right? Now here we're back again. Wow, that's very, very cool. This is one of the biggest pulpits I ever preached in my whole life as well. If you're coming from America, that's normal for you. This is a faith-preaching pulpit, yeah, right? Hallelujah, yes. Okay, I want, I want to start with a prayer. Father God, thank you so much for the awesome worship, for the gathering. Holy Spirit, I know you're here right now, and please reveal the message in a, in a life-changing way to me that I'm able to understand at least one thing for my personal journey with you. Amen. I started the series last Sunday about MOVE. It's a series about making smart and wise decisions because I know the decision you made has a big influence in your, in your walk because you are right now where you are because you made some decisions, right? Uh, a lot of decisions you made, you say, yes, strike, that's it, was a smart, good, godly decision. I'm glad and happy I made the decision. For example, I married my wife. It's 25 years ago. And I still say, yes, was a good decision from my side. Yeah, cool. She said yes as well. Um, but there are also other decisions maybe you made. You're looking back and you say, if I could restart my life, I will do certain things differently, right? And I believe we can learn a lot of things to make smart, godly decisions. And we have few regrets in our personal journey. I want to start with a funny, funny a clip about a couple that try to do right things and that try to know exactly what is the will of God in a certain uh, aspects in their lives. Let's see on this German. Decide for dummies. Oh, Herr. Das ist die allerschwierigste Entscheidung, die wir ja. zwei jemals getroffen haben. Wir brauchen heute deine Weisheit. Zeig uns heute deinen Willen. Komm, gib uns deine Weisheit, dass wir das jetzt erkennen können. Was er, er dich, wir machen uns eins. Ja, wir ja. brauchen dich, wie wir dich noch nie gebraucht haben in dieser matchentscheidenden Frage. Jesus, erbarm dich. Ja. Herr, hilf uns. Herr, hilf uns für diese wichtige Entscheidung, was wir heute Abend machen sollen. Ja, Herr, sollen wir ins Kino? Oder vielleicht doch ins Theater? Speak, Lord. Decide for Dummies. Du, hm? wollen wir es machen? Schwierige Frage. Ich bin mir nicht ganz sicher. Ja. Du, komm, wir machen es doch, wie wir es schon auch gemacht haben. Ja. Wir würfeln. Okay, ja. Wir würfeln. Mhm. Moment. Äh, okay. Hm. Äh, bei einem Sechsi machen wir es. Okay, macht Sinn. Mhm. Sechsi. Okay. Machen wir das Kind. Es gibt das Kind. Juhu. Die Zeit von Dummies. 
Du Schatz, wenn wir mal unsere Ferien besprechen. Mm. Unbedingt. Wo wollen wir hin? Lass uns die Bibel fragen. Ja, gute Idee. Wo führt Gott uns auch hin? Ja, Papa Neuinea. Ja, oder die Antarktis. Keine Ahnung, ich bin mega gespannt. Ja, schau mal. David wurde König in Israel. Nein, ja. Israel? Ja. Krass, oder? Ja, schau mal im Neuen Testament. Jesus wanderte durch Israel. Nein, gar nicht. So eine Überraschung. Wahnsinn. Ich glaube, wir gehen auf Israel. Ja, unglaublich. Amazing, amazing. I thought last Sunday with a question when it comes to make a smart and godly decision. That's the question number one. And being honest with myself, here comes the word really. Really, really, really. When you have to make a decision, are you honest really? And the second question, uh, the question from day is, is there a tension that deserves my attention? It's like a rhyme, right? Is there attention that deserves my attention? Because attention sometimes is like a, a red flag, a warning signal, signal from God. Sometimes we have like nine or one year time just to think about the decision, right? And we have enough time to pray about it, to think about it, seeking the will of God. But sometimes and very often we have a situation, you have only 24 hours time to make a decision. For example, you're passing by a travel agency and you're really on the stress, you are fed up of the winter in Switzerland because the fog and the wind, right? You know what they're talking about? Yeah, you're fed up and you're seeking the will of God and you see by the travel agency this picture, an island for sale. You go in and say, how much it is? Say, one dollar. But you're on the top of the list. You have to make a decision in 24 hours. Somehow it, this picture connects somehow with your circumstances. And in 24 hours, you have to make a decision. And sometimes you will be happy if somebody else will be decide for you. That means in these 24 hours, look about, is there a tension? Because this island is beautiful, but there's no grocery store, no cinema. A second thing is like, you are looking to buy a house. Zurich, it's too expensive, way too expensive. And you heard about this news. Detroit, home for sale, for one flipping dollar. You see, honey, that, that's a sign from God. But you, honey, say, I don't like Detroit because it's too far away from Zurich. You have only 24 hours to make a decision. Another uh, example. You want, you want to buy a house, of course. And you see this beautiful house close by Zurich. This house is almost in your budget. It's only a little bit it comes to the word, just a little bit above the budget. It's not way beyond, just a, also a, a little bit. You know, you know, the little bit means I will not buy any, uh, any, any um, steak anymore. I just cook everyday pasta and rice is cheap. And if I buy no, no meat, nothing, then we could afford this house. You have time, 24 hours, and here's the tension. The tension means no, no stakes anymore, but a nice house. This is on the long run for a man, not smart. Another thing, you are, you are desperate, also I mean desperate positively, uh, for a partner. And here you see this beautiful lady. 
She is your girl. But the thing is, you are a simple guy, and she is very complex. Complex doesn't mean she is. Uh, she is. Uh, she's just complex. She costs. She. It's like a car, like a Ferrari. She costs a little bit more. The maintenance, right? Um, and you have 24 hours time because your best friend, he has also an eye on her. But there's a tension in the room. Another thing, for example, you want to start uh, your own company. You prayed about it. And here you have the chance to buy this company. It's like a hot dog company. You know, because hot dog, to start with a hot dog company, this is flipping simple. And maybe it's not your dream job, but you have to start somewhere, right? And you have 24 hours to buy this hot dog shop. Another thing is, you have a job offer, like to be a dentist. A dentist is a very, very soft job. But you're more like a butcher. And somehow you feel it's, it's not, not really your job. That the job offer is nice. And what I, what I want to say about these examples, sometimes you have 24 hours to make a decision. If you have one year time, it's easy, but 24 hours, it's another story. Many, many times we will face a situation like that. Ask yourself five simple questions. Push the boss button. Push the boss button. Then ask yourself five questions. Question number one. Will Jesus do it? Will Jesus buy this house? Will Jesus say yes to this woman? Will Jesus start a hot dog company in my place? Because sometimes we don't ask the question, will Jesus do it? We say, Jesus, please do it. Please bless me. I want to have this girl. I want to have this job. That's not a question. That's like a command. I ask the question, will Jesus do it? Ephesians chapter 5, verse 10, the Bible is saying, and find out what pleases the Lord. When you hear this Bible verse, think this is a really religious Bible verse. It's not. Because I like uh, the picture. God is saying, you are a sheep. And a sheep is so simple. A sheep is blind. A sheep is dumb. And a sheep will never carry any weight. And God is saying, you are my sheep. With other words, you are blind, you are stupid, but you will not carry any worries. And if you take this picture in terms of God, God sees further than we see. And God knows more than ever know what is in the future in our life. That means I'm in the position of a sheep and say, God, I'm not as smart as you are. I'm not seeing like as you see, but I want to know what is your perfect will. The question number two is, do you have an inner peace about it? And that's for me a very, very important point because if there is no peace in you, there's no peace in terms of the house, the girlfriend, the relationship. It's like a tension. It's like a red flag, a warning signal from God. It's like when you drive with the car, there is a, a, a stop and you see the light is already red. Red means stop. Sometimes you see red, you say, ah, this is just a solution, uh, just an option. Not in Switzerland. <laughs> they will have a picture, cost a lot of money. There's sometimes a red flag in your life that means, stop, is there a peace in you? This is, for me, one of the most important things. The question number three is, 
Do spirit-filled friends confirm it? Do you have some people around you when it comes to make a bold, a, a, a big decision, you ask them for advice? We have a very, very good couple which we know, Susanna and me, we coach them since many, many years. And I will never forget, some years ago, they were married about five years. And they asked us, do you think it's time for us to have a baby? I said, why are you asking this question? Because a baby, it's a good thing. They said, why are you asking this question? They said, we are not sure. Because we started our church, and when I'm really honest, our budget is not in a balance. We have debts. We have not enough money. And another thing is, our marriage is not very stable. And they said, if you have problems with money, and your marriage is not stable, just stable, just wait. Wait. They asked me, how long? I said, out of the spirit, five years. She got really mad about me. And he, I was not sure if he's punching me in a Christian way. And here comes the point. Do you have some people in your life, you ask them for advice? If they say yes, they are your friends. If they say no, they were your friends. That means people, they, they have the, the permission to speak yes or no in your life. I have uh, a couple in our lives when I have... When I stand in front of big decisions, uh, decisions it um, has a big impact for the church. I go to them and ask them, what do you think? Is this decision right or not? And if they say yes, I'm glad. If they say no, I'm not glad, but I know he is right. Do we have spirit-filled people around you? I don't speak about your mom and your dad. Because when your dad says no, you say, oh, he's from an old generation. I say, friends in your same generation, you say they have the right to say yes or no in your life. The point number five, four, it's the content and timing appropriated. Means, is the timing right to buy the house? Right to start the relationship? Right to start the company? The question number five is, does it make sense for the eternal perspective? That means when I go to heaven, will God say, this has also an impact in eternity. Here is an amazing Bible verse in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 26 to 27. Give careful thought to the path for your feet and be standfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Keep your foot from the evil. Just ask yourself these five profound questions. Because when you're facing a surprising moment, you have only 24 hours, push the pause button. Think about, will Jesus do the same thing? Yes or no? Will my friends say, yes, do I have the inner peace? These are five simple questions in our life. Because I believe sometimes we are too fast, the soul will always say to you, but this is a bargain. This house is a bargain. This woman is Oh, she is a bargain. And the soul will always say to you, if I not say yes now, this is the best offer ever. It will never, ever come back again. I'm living a little bit longer than we have in our home. We have some fish. They're about two years old. And I live a little bit longer than my two fish at home. And if you're living along, you will see God give you all the time opportunities for the right thing 
the right timing in the right place. Let's go to a story in the Old Testament because there was a guy, he faced some tension, but he put some attention. Here is the king Saul, because the people of God, they had no king, no physical king. Their king was God, the unseen king. And God said, I am your unseen God. And they said, God, we want to have a king, a king whom I can touch, make a selfie, can talk with him. I know how it looks like. God, I love you, but you're unseen and it's not allowed to make a picture about you. We want to have a real king. And God said, okay, go ahead. And they elected Saul. King Saul. But King Saul was not such a super a king. And God said, I want to elect another king, David. God chose David to be the newest king. But they had already a king, but they anointed David to be a king. To make a long story short, through different occasions, David came to the palace to Saul. And Saul had a good relationship in the beginning with David. But after a while, the people said, David is smarter, David is stronger, David is more beautiful. And all of a sudden, King Saul gets really envy. And he tried to kill David, and David had to run away. He ran for his life. And for many, many years, David ran so fast, he said to King Saul, catch me if you can. And then another day, King Saul heard, and I brought you a picture. He heard that David was hiking in a cave. If you're driving from Jerusalem to Jericho, uh, there's a lot of mountains. There are hundreds of caves in the mountain and he heard about it he's somewhere there king saul had three thousand soldiers but he had to go to the restroom that's not a big deal if you're living in zurich but there there were no restroom and king saul made the decisions i go to the restroom to the man's room he went into the cave nobody was there he thought so but behind the cave, there were David. David saw that the guy who tried to catch him is doing his business. <laughs> and all the friends is saying, David, this is the moment. Just come from the back, kill this guy, cut off the head. You put the head, you're going out of the cave, and you show to the 3,000 soldier, King Saul is dead. Immediately, they will bow down and worshiping you to be the new king. And here comes the question which David has to ask. Should I replace what God puts in place? Should I replace what God puts in place? Because this was a moment in one second... He had not time one year to think about it. This was like a 10-second question. When you have the chance to replace your boss, if you're a worship leader, you can replace the worship leader, the pastor. Even in some churches, this happened. They, they say, this is a good moment to replace the pastor. If I say the right thing, do the smart thing, I can replace him. If you ever face a situation like this in a company, in a church, ask the 10, 10, 10 question. 
the 10, 10, 10 question. What is the 10, 10, 10 question? The 10 means if I'm killing soul, how will I feel from now in 10 seconds? How will I feel from now in 10 months? How will I feel from now in 10 years? If I'm looking back in 10 years, my reputation is I killed the anointed king to become the king. This is my reputation. This is my business card. People will talk about I was a king because I killed the former king. This is my business card. The 10, 10, 10 question. I always sing to people that are married or whatever. If you have an affair, this is a very deep, deep point now. I, I, I'm ho I hope you're able to get it because you're international. Switzerland, it's no big deal. But if you have an affair, when you had the orgasm, after 10 seconds as a man, after 10 seconds, every person who had made an affair, they sing after 10 seconds, oh my gosh, what have I done? Because the air is out. How do you feel after 10 months? Maybe you're paying a lot of... Um, What's the word in English? Alimente, for the kids. And maybe from now on 10 years, you may be not married anymore. This is a 10, 10, 10 question. Ask this question all the time. David said, I want to read it in the Bible, 1 Samuel chapter 24, verse 5 to 7. Afterward, David, David was conscious stricken for having cut off a corner of his robe. He said to his men, the Lord forbid that I should do such thing to my master, the Lord's anointed, or lay my hand on him, for he is the anointed of the Lord. With these words, David sharply rebuked his men and did not allow them to attack Saul. And Saul left the cave and went his way. And now comes the question. When David said, I could replace Saul, but I will not touch him. How will become David to be the new king? And you see in the story of David, here is the blanket corner. The thing is, we know how the story ends. But when David made the decision, he had no clue how God will turn the prophetic word into a miracle. The same thing when you say no to a house, no to a job offer, no to a woman, to a man because there's tension in you. You have no clue how God will make the miracle. We know that God is a God of miracles. We know that. We know God can do everything. We know that. But the question is, how, when, through whom will God do a miracle? And here is the time frame. Here is the time frame. Here is the word, be patient. Patient means I wait until God will open a door for me. I want to read you a quote from Dr. Charles Stanley. An amazing quote. God takes fully responsibility for the life wholly yield to Him. If you are surrender your life to God, you know for sure God will put you in the right place. 
He promotes you in the right moment. You know that. This is like a promise from God. I want to show you it a little bit differently uh, with this um, graphic. In the beginning, there is God, right? In the end, in our lives, there is God too. That means God is the Alpha and Omega. The beginning and the end is the first and the last word. We know that. But between the beginning and the end, or between here and the miracle, here comes the word which everybody, when you see it, you get crazy. Trust. Trust is something everybody likes it. Trust means I trust. I trust the right moment, the right timing, God will open a door. And David trusted that God will put him as a king. The question is only when. And too many people, uh, even sometimes in my life, there is a soul. The soul, we should not let our lives through the soul, to the spirit. The soul is always complaining, are you sure this bargain comes again? But this house is unreal. I have to say yes. The soul is very loud. But giving out the soul the, the permission to lead your personal life, it's always the spirit. You know, the story ends like this. The king Saul had to fight against the Philistines. And one of the Philistines issued an arrow. And the arrow goes straight into Saul's heart. Boom, and he fell down. And he was almost dead. And in the war, when the arrow was shouted to Saul, he killed himself. And overnight, out of the blue, God put David in position to be the new king. What can we learn about this story? David had a lot of tension in his life. He had to run away. He had to seek and hike all the time. But when he had the chance in the restroom to replace what God put in place, he said, no, there is a tension in my heart. There is a tension in my spirit. There is a red flag. There is a red light. I could not cross it. If I do it, I will, I will touch my hand on a blessing that God has blessed another person. And here comes the question. Is there a tension in your life? Tension is always from God, from the Holy Spirit. And a lot of people ask me, how does God leading, leading us? It's the tension. Is there a tension? It's like a pause button, a red flag. Stop, be quiet, and trust in the seasons of God. Trust means three words. I surrender, I obey, and I will follow. I surrender, I obey, and I follow. I want to close the message with the last Bible verse in Psalms, chapter 55, verse 22. Cast your cares on the Lord, and He will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. With other words, if you trust, there is always a moment when God is supporting you. A moment when God is opening a door for you. You go through, and you will be blessed from God Almighty. I want to close with a very personal story from my family. Many, many years ago, I always dreamt to live in the Zurich, Berg, uh, Zurich, Zurich mountain in Zurich. It's one of the most expensive mountains where all the rich people living. And I saw there a house, beautiful house. They're building this house brand new. It was about um, 15 years ago. 
and I saw the house and I phoned the owner and the owner said, you yeah, know, sorry, uh, all the houses, the apartments are taken. Uh, it's like a pre-contract because we're still in the process with the government to build. It's a pre-contract, uh, uh, but there's no big chance. And I heard a story. If you want to have something, you can take oil and you put oil around the piece of place. And you say, in the mighty name of Jesus, I oil this land here. And I, they thank to God that you will give me an apartment. I heard that through a faith teaching. And we, we took oil. You remember my wife? We took the oil <laughs> and we oiled the whole land. And with other words, I said to God, curse somebody. Kick some money out because I'm a, I'm a godly king. I deserve it. You know, this is actually what I have done, you know. And, uh, and I, I said to God, because I like the house, because you can see the city, the mountain, and the lake, and everything, I want to live there. This was my dream since many years, because I'm a visionary. A visionary needs, needs, needs a space to look, because if you're looking at the, a tree, this creates, this crashes my, my vision thinking. I need like endless space, wide open spaces, you know. And there was, but there was always a tension in me. You can oil the land. You can ask God, but, but still it's in the hands of God. But in me see was a tension. We went to ICF camp and there was a family at the beach and they're saying to me, Pastor Leo, uh, in our neighborhood, they will sell a house. Do you know somebody who looks for a house? I said, yes, I know somebody. She asked me, who? I said, me. But my challenge is, I don't want to live in Wallisellen. Because Wallisellen, it's not the, the, the mountain of Zurich. There's no view. I want to I live in Zurich. She said, but it's a very cheap house, beautiful house, no cars, soccer field, ice hockey field, curling field, mini golf field. There's a shopping mall called um, Gladcentrum. It's close to the airport with the bus. Everything is there. I said, I don't want to live in Wallisellen. You know why? Azelle, Bölle, Schelle, Katz, Gott, du Wallisellen, kommt sie wieder heim, hat sich um mich bei. Piff, puff, puff, und du bist du's. This, if you're not English, you have no clue what I'm talking about. But since I'm a little boy, I'm coming from Buch St. Gallen, we always said, Azelle, Bölle, Schelle. I said, no, I will never live in Wallisellen. This is, this is weird. This is weird. You know, you know what I mean? And then we, we went to the house and we saw the house and immediately we had the peace of God. And we bought this house for a very good price. It's about 15 years ago. And I had to say goodbye to the house in Zurich. But my dream crashed. But God gave us the right house for the right season and for the kids because they could play soccer, they could run around, there were no cars nothing and that was I mean we had a tension in us and we were in a critical moment to say yes to the house in Zurich he said pause a red flag it's a warning from God it looks good it's a dream but God says no we have this all the time attention if there's attention please pay attention I want to pray with you guys I want to pray for me as well Everybody has situations in our lives 
where we have to make bold decisions. And Paul pushed the pause button and asked his five questions. And if there's a tension, it's a warning light from God. God wants to bless you abundantly, exceedingly more than you ever can think or dream of it. Father God, I just want to thank you so much that you have given us the Holy Spirit who speaks to us, is leading us, guiding us. And there's a lot of decisions in my life. There's a lot of dreams in my life. Maybe also a calling from God over my life. There are prophetic words are spoken over your life. There are certain goals which I've made in my life. You see everything, God. And I will make godly and wise decisions. I will not regret when I'm looking back. I want to invite you right now, Jesus Christ. Come in my situations. You see where I have lost the patient. Where I'm impatient. I cannot wait anymore. Because I've waited too long. There's maybe also the fear this bargain is too good to say no. The fear if I'm not making the deal now, this is the last chance in my life. There's a lot of lies. They're, they're, they're sounding very smart, but they're not from God. Because God is above our time. He's above money, above possession. He belongs everything. And God can do out of nothing the Greek word is bara, out of nothing has God created heaven and earth. God can do out of nothing, create an opportunity for you and me. Let's be quiet for a moment. I like to be quiet because this gives you the chance just to speak to Jesus, reflect about certain decisions. You have to make it. Certain decisions you cannot postpone anymore. You have to make a decision. But other things, you have to push the pause button. Holy Spirit, I want to ask you right now, speak to us. Reveal the will of God for me. You know how loud my soul is, but I want to be led by the Spirit of God. so many questions in our lives where should I we live whom should I marry when should we have children how should I start a company about small group about church let's reflect this question for a moment with Jesus I like to be in the presence of God for a moment because in the presence of God healing will take place restoration will take place forgiveness will take place advice will come straight from the Lord those that seek the kingdom of God they will hear what is on God's heart we want to be people with smart decisions people that courage people that will not look back and regret about certain decisions we made I want to look back and say, God, my life was smart. My life was godly. 
I saw in everything your fingerprint. I want to read this quote again because I like this quote from Dr. Charles Stanley. God takes fully responsibility for the life wholly yields to Him. This is a promise. If you surrender your life, God will take care for the rest of your life. Let's praise Jesus because He's our Lord and Savior. He's the one which I adore, the one I surrender my life, I'm obey, and I want to follow my 